As we start our interview today, I would like to thank Marcia uh, for stepping up and, uh, as always, being a team player with us. But there's some things in Marcia's life that I think will impact everybody. I love the call on Monday and Friday uh, where they have agents where they tell their story. And we wanted Marcia kind of to step in and talk this morning uh, about her why. Marcia, what is your why for doing what you're doing at Equus Financial? Well, um, it's, it's twofold. One, in, in 2008, my husband and I lost everything because we had all of our eggs in one basket. So I'm, my task is to rebuild our retirement. So lesson learned there, not all your eggs in one basket. Uh, the second, both of my kids were diagnosed with cystic fibrosis when they were four and seven years old. That was 10 years ago. It's a life-threatening lung disease. Um, I do not feel that you're defined by your circumstances. I think you need to thank God for where you are and then look for new ways to do the same thing and get a better result. So we have three-hour doctor visits sometimes and extended hospital stays at times. So during those times, I make my dials to set appointments or strategize my appointments. I call my teammates. I do personal um, development with reading the 15 or 20 minutes. There's so many places that we can be focused and strategize our time and make it go farther because a lot of my time is taken up with appointments, but it doesn't have to be dead time. Let me go back to rebuild the retirement because I know a lot of people uh, didn't have a retirement in 2008, so they didn't lose one, but they still don't have one. How do you see what Equus is doing making an impact on you guys' retirement when that time comes? Well, they've made very clear plans where you don't have to, it's not political, it's not about personality. If you follow the proven system, if you get on the calls, if you, if you don't try and complicate things, you can earn your way up. You can go just as a producer and earn up to 105% or 110%, whatever that is. You can, you can also be a team builder and, and work towards that equity bonus, which I think is phenomenal. I mean, right now, $10,300 a month when you get to that equity bonus, and that's just where we are now, and all we're doing is growing. It's, it's better than Christmas by far because it really does deliver. I love your power phrases. You're right. It is better than Christmas. Uh, guys, if you're listening here for the first time, what Marcia is talking about, the $10,300 per month, uh, when we started getting equity bonus 18 months ago, it was $3,600, and that was nice but $10,300 a month is much nicer. And everybody on this call, I told somebody this past week when I was interviewing them, the company that I came from, I knew in my heart of hearts as I was trying to recruit them, they could never get where I was there. But there isn't anybody on this call today that in anywhere, I don't, six months is a, a real challenge, but 12 to 18 months with hard work and dedication following the system, they could be where any of us on this call today are in 12 to 18 months, and that's a big deal. What that means is if you can put together a team that does $200,000 in premium uh, placed each month, you can qualify for that equity bonus. And you know, Marcia, once you get there, if you and Thomas can continue living on your current income and just use your equity bonus to fund your retirement, it won't take long to get there and be where you need to be. Um, Absolutely. I'm sure, I'm sure that's crossed your mind. Is that something that you guys are focusing on? Yes, most assuredly. When, when it gets a little 
there's a lot of craziness going on. Thomas goes, I know you're, you're starting a new business. I know that there's a lot of effort that's put in at the front to get everything up and running. I support you, and I understand that. So it's huge that I have his support. Well, you, you do have to run harder and faster when you're first starting out because you got to get it moving. Now, you had mentioned the, the children having some health issues. And with, with the cystic fibrosis, the diagnosis that they've got there and the challenges you have being at the doctors frequently, how mm-hmm. would that have worked out with a regular job versus what you're doing now? There is no way I could have a regular job. They would not let me have a three-hour chunk in the middle of the day um, two or three times a week to accommodate doctor's visits and that type of thing. They would, it just wouldn't happen. To, to be able to be in a company that allows me to truly set my schedule and earn as much as as I want to put into it while I'm blessing other families because they don't have this good coverage. It it's the coolest thing I know. It's a company that they're consistent and sometimes I don't get good news on the kids, but I've got my Equus family and I can turn to group me and I can see how people are doing well and I think, you know what, I can do that. Just a couple more calls, a couple more appointments. Just keep moving forward. Some days it's not as fast as others. But there's other times I can book an entire day of appointments and run them and, and feel like a rock star. So it's the it's the constant feeding in that they do and helping us to keep ourselves positive and follow a very simple system, not trying to overcomplicate it. When I go into a home, I strategize beforehand, and sometimes things change. You, you strategize before, so you go in confident. And sometimes things change. So I just look at them, I smile, I say, I'm going to give my senior underwriter a real quick call just to make sure I'm getting you the best coverage possible. And then I give you a call and I say, hey, Dick, you know, Miss Betty just sprouted a third head here, but I say it real nice with a smile on my face um, so that they're not alarmed. And then I say, I was looking to do XYZ company. Does that still seem like the best bet for what we're looking at? I just want to make sure we've got her covered. And I put Dick on speaker. I'll tell him a couple of key things about, like, whatever just changed so he can help me right then and there and you've got another person that can be inside the room but they're not uncomfortable because it's on the phone so they'll be very forthcoming and he can offer solutions that I don't know because I don't have 20 plus years experience. You know that's interesting because we do talk a lot and we do strategize your cases before you go. Um, You know before you go but one of the things when, when Marcia introduces me that she didn't cover here now but I want to address is she never sick, they want to think about it. Because if you do that, then you've validated their, their decision to think about it. And, buddy, it's not going to change. But what she'll do is point out, you know, I, I like the idea of three heads. I had to giggle on that one. But <laughs> you do run into things that you weren't prepared for, and coming back, um, you know, that's how we really perfected podcast number 17 on uh, protecting the equity in a person's home is that was practiced so many times on calls when the agent was in the home that we've got it down, guys. And that's one of the podcasts to listen to because that's going to count for about 40% of your business. You know, we're getting a lot of people in their 60s and 70s that don't have good health, and if you don't feel comfortable pulling that off, let us know one, and let me go through the process here. Connie and I are available, so before you go on your appointment, start a text thread that addresses Connie and I, or if you're with Johnny, 
Johnny and Marcia, but have a couple of three people in that text thread. And then when you're in the home and you're ready for help, you text 911. If we see it, we're going to grab the phone and call you, but sometimes we don't. So at that point in time, about 30 seconds after you make that text, then start calling people in that text thread and asking for help. Now, what happens when you do that? Well, one, now the client is hearing from a person of authority because you told them, you know, we can almost walk on water type thing. So they're hearing from a person of, of authority. They're going to hear the same thing you've already told them, but from a different perspective. So now they've heard it twice. And then you're going to hear some of the questions we ask that lead them to make the right decision. Uh, I'm going to go over a case that I recently did that there was no sale where it went, resulted in a sale. And I'm going to give you a blow-by-blow -blow description of how that happened. So, you know, when you, when you call from the home, guys, we're there to help. And by you hearing some of the different closes, it helps you learn those closes. And once you hear a close, then it's time to practice it in front of a mirror when you get home. Um, you had talked about using the time at the hospital for, with the children rather than, I think you called it dead time a minute ago. Yes. How do you use some of that time? If you're unexpectedly called to the, the doctor's office or the hospital and you're there for an hour or two or three, what kind of things do you take with you to be prepared to optimize and maximize that time? I always have my planner with me. I have my leads with me. I have pen and paper with me. I have the book that I'm reading for personal development with me. Of course, I have snacks because really it's like going to the post office. They, they move the speed of sloth. But um, I just have, and then I've got everybody's phone numbers, of course, in my phone. So I can check on my team, but there's there's a number of different things to do. If you're in a position where you can't be calling people to set appointments, I can go through and strategize. And I have my little iPad too, so I can um, look up quotes. Well, as you close out, what would be the uh, a point that if you if you had a, a brand new agent on the call here, or you knew three or four brand new agents were on the call, what would be your your biggest point or biggest takeaway on what you feel like you could give to contribute to them to help them get started? It may seem like a small thing, but don't miss any meetings because booking any appointment over a meeting does two things. It, number one, ensures no one's going to be there to help you because they're on the call they're supposed to be on. And number two, you miss the teaching. It's like calling a, a teacher when you're cutting school to get help. It's just not going to work. So. Get on the calls. It, it boosts you emotionally if you're having a low time. And it keeps you, it, it lets you it share the joy of the people that are doing well, and you learn a lot. And then the other thing, make sure that you're calling to strategize, not just as you're driving down the driveway, but the second you set the appointment, give a call and, and go through it and strategize it so you feel confident and you've got some strong options that will give you a better chance of success for helping your other people. Wow, you gave us uh several really good things there, uh, Marsha, um, especially the one about, you know, everybody else is going to be on the call so they wouldn't be there to help you. Um, I do want to ask you, um, occasionally you call Dick from the home, and very occasionally, uh, you know, the sale doesn't happen. Um, rather than, you know, kind of wallow in that, 
What's your program for finding out? Do you ever call Dick back after that? Because Oh, yeah. I'll call him back afterwards, and I'll say, okay, so this is what happened. It kind of threw me. You know, I went through all this. We called. And then he'll say, well, if you would have said this, and I'm like, that would have been brilliant. So I write down what he's telling me. Sometimes when you're new, it's it's good to have a recorder when you're talking to your upline because we just spit this stuff out like it's nobody's business. We've done it 150,000 times. So it's a little bit more comfortable. But record us when we're talking to you. One of my agents, Jeff, was telling me, he said, I've got to record you because I know I'm getting a lot of information and I don't know if I'm absorbing it all. But I thought it was great he was straight up about it. I talked to him a couple of times a day, and we go over what he's doing, and he's having great success doing it that way. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks, Marcia. Thank you very much, Marcia. Thank and you Connie so much for having me on the call. And, um, guys, I hope you listen to Marcia, because she's not talking to you from her head. She's talking to you from her heart. And when Connie made the comment, occasionally she calls me from the home. I think a better description would be frequently. Uh, and in fact, every call from the home, is that accurate, Marcia? I don't call you every time from the home, but I call you if I'm stumped, that's for sure. I mean, if I'm if everything's smooth sailing and, and we're writing up applications, I usually don't call unless there's something on the application I'm concerned about. But I'm not afraid to call, and I don't feel that it shows that I don't know enough or that I'm weak. I think it's showing that I'm strong because I know that 22 years trumps my two and a half every day of the week. And letting the client know that is an important part of what we do. Mm-hmm. It really is. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to, because I know you prepare for these interviews like this, and I appreciate that. Uh, guys, hope you picked up a lot from this today. Thank you. Um, thank you, Dick. Thank you. Wanted to go over today. Uh, everybody on this call either has experienced this or you're going to. When you're in the home, there probably is not much of a chance of a sale there. How do you take a no sale and turn it into a sale? And um, for example, uh, I ran an appointment recently, and when I was setting the appointment, and I know you've all experienced this, uh, I found out on the phone in a call to set the appointment they had already bought mortgage protection. And I immediately went into automatic mode well, that's why I'm calling. You probably have life insurance too, don't you? And, oh, yeah, yeah, I got plenty of life insurance. Well, everybody's got life insurance. I said, in fact, most people even have mortgage protection coverage. But I'm calling about foreclosure protection. And the guy was intrigued enough to see me, to give me a, an appointment. Now, guys, when they say that, and you can set the appointment, stop selling. The key to it is to intrigue them to get them to move forward and give you an appointment and see you. So that was the first thing. And sure enough, when I got to the house, he had a good mortgage protection plan. He had a $75,000 10-year term to cover a $247,000 mortgage. Now, the reason he had the 10-year term was because the agent was lazy, because the guy actually qualified for a 15-year term. He's 69 years old, so, you know, uh, he had 100000 insurance on his job, which when he said, I have insurance, I suspected it was on his job. I'm not going to debate that on the phone call. I want to get in the house and get in front of him. And uh, so when I discovered that he had this 10-year term, I said, now, you're 69. That goes away at 70. Now, how do you feel about that? And he said, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm concerned. 
and I said, now the $100,000 you have on your job at 69, how many more years do you plan on working? He said, probably two or three. I said, well, what's your biggest concern for your wife when you leave your job? And he got this real deer-in-the-headlights look on his face, and he said, well, I understand that that goes away, and at 79, I don't have any insurance. And he said, now, I can't afford any more insurance now. Well, at that point in time, what do most people think? Oh, he can't afford anything. I says, well, when you say now, what does that mean? See, guys, the answer to a lot of our problems is in the question. And his answer was this. He said, well, we have a townhouse that's paid for that we rent. I'm currently remodeling it, and I'm spending a lot of money and time on that, and we don't have any income from it, so we can't afford anything else now at all. He said, but when we rent it, or if we should sell it, then we could afford more coverage. Next question, does Mary work outside of the home? No, she never has. She cares for our grandchildren. I said, so it's important for her to be able to stay in this house if something happens to you. Oh, yes, for sure. So you can kind of see where we're going with this. I said, well, why don't we look at a short-term fix until you sell or rent the townhouse? Well, short-term fix, that kind of piqued his interest. And his, his comment was, well, how much would this short-term fix cost? I said, well, usually I recommend something in that dollar to $2 a day range. And he said, well, that might work. I said, do you still clean your own gutters? Got that from Dave Crocker a few weeks ago. He said, well, unfortunately, yes, but I only go up one story. And I laughed. I said, well, how many days a week do you have to get on I-95, which is one of the most heavily traveled highways in the U.S.? And he said, five days a week for work and for the last several weeks, Saturday and Sunday, because I have to get on there to go work on the townhouse. I kind of chuckled. I said, well, I bet you've seen a bunch of accidents over the years on there, haven't you? He goes, oh, yeah. I said, well, if one of those wrecks had been you and you not come home, how would that have impacted Mary's life? Oh, he said it wouldn't have been good. So what am I doing, guys? I'm setting up the stage that the need for an accident policy is imminent, okay? Um, so at that point in time, he's open to the eye. Then, then I showed him some numbers, and I did an accident plan for an individual for $100,000, 150000 and $200,000 for the individual for 150 it was about $35 a month. And then when I showed it to him for uh, an individual and a spouse for 100000 that also was about $35 and some change a month. He took the one where they were both covered because why? He, without me bringing it up, he knows his wife gets on I-95 way more than they like and how dangerous it is. Now, after the application was taken, then I mentioned the townhouse. I said, you know, you mentioned the townhouse. Is that going to be an income source for Mary? God forbid something happens to you. He said, yeah, that's going to be part of her retirement income. I said, well, how would she deal with the maintenance and the cleanup when tenants move out? He said, well, that's a problem. I said, well, if you sold the townhouse now, how much cash would that generate, and what would you do with it? And he said, well, about 260000 after commission, and he said we'd probably use 130 of it 
to fix this house up and pay the mortgage down, and we'd set aside another 130000 to grow for her retirement. So I set up the stage right then and there. I said, well, if you do that now and you live another 10 years to 12 years, I said, putting $100,000 into a safe money account is going to grow back to about 260. And that 260, I said, how much are you guys netting now off the rent of the townhouse? And he told me, and you know what? The income off of that $260,000 annuity is going to equal the income they're currently getting net off of the townhouse, and his wife has no problems. She doesn't have to worry about people moving out, tearing it up, fixing it up, no issues at all. So guys, now we've gone from probably renting the townhouse to more than likely now selling it and giving them a solution for income. At that point in time, then we mentioned the children's policies. And they want policies on at least at least five of the seven grandchildren. Now, I'm not going to let them buy them. I'm going to make the kids buy them because they, they don't need to be spending any more money on any of this. But they've got one daughter that has twins that lives with them that the wife takes care of. Now, that daughter needs – she's in her 30s. She can get a $150,000 or $200,000 20- or 30-year term that will take care of that situation where they have a cushion. So we have gone from literally no sale when we went on the home to a $420 accident plan, probably three to five children's policies, and possibly an annuity, and another 100000 a 15-year term as soon as they sell the condo. So that just gives you an example of how we can turn somebody around on the phone, and you heard the process that we went through. Now, the good news today is you can see how those questions are leading to where we want to go. Now, the best part of this is you know now at the end of the call where we wanted to be. Now we've given you a roadmap and a blueprint on how to get there through questions. Not necessarily the exact same questions, but the need to learn and think to the next step. I was never a good chess player because I don't like to think three and four or five moves ahead. Uh, that's why I like checkers. You only have to think a couple moves ahead. But this is a chess game. And as you see this as a chess game on how the moves are going to go, it makes your job much easier to help the client and build value and trust in what they need.